0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
1: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world.
0: We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin.
1: And I'm David Gura. Listen to the big take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All stars for is
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Draymond Green Show. It's been a long time, man. Long time since we have had a healthy Dubs team. And we're sitting and talking about the conference finals. And not a part of it. Very weird. Um, Really tripped me out today when I opened up my Instagram. And, like, I saw guys walking into an arena. And I'm like, wow, that's when it really hit me. Like, yo, we, we really done. Like, the season's still going and we're not playing. Start texting Chris DeMarco, like, yo, this is weird. Like, nonetheless, um, and saying that already getting excited for next year, but also things to work on. But more importantly, I would say things to work on and get better at this summer. So looking forward to that. Um, just to get into some quick business before we get the show started, we are live on Amazon AMP. But as always, if you miss our live show, Uh, Wherever you get your podcast, you can get it there. Uh, If you're watching the video on Bleacher Report, we thank you. And also don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube, the Volumes YouTube channel. How great have the playoffs been so far? You've heard me talk about all of these matchups, and it's only going to get better. If you're in a city that's still in it, you have to experience this for yourself. I know you've heard me say that. But I promise there is nothing like a playoff game live and in person. And Game Time is the way to get there. For last minute amazing deals on tickets to your favorite NBA team, check out Game Time, the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S. And it doesn't stop with the NBA. Game Time has tickets to MLB, NHL, even concerts and comedy shows, too. Download the Game Time app and redeem code GREEN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the Game Time app and enter code GREEN. That's G-R-E-E-N for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, Guaranteed. Now let's get into the show. Um, Nuggets versus Lakers. Joker got off 33, 21, and 14. All bid, he had pretty much those numbers going into the fourth quarter. I think entering the fourth quarter, he had 31, 19 rebounds, and 12 assists. And so he finished with two points, two rebounds, two assists in the fourth quarter. That is very important. And here's why that's important. Uh, The only two points he did score, by the way, were the two free throws with 10 seconds to go. Or, well, he had two with 10 seconds to go and a couple more. But the reason that's important is because we're going to talk some adjustments. We're going to do all of that here. But the reason that that's important is because when guarding Joker, in order to beat them, you have to pick one one or the other. You're not going to completely shut him down scoring if you're also trying to take away his passing angles. And if you're trying to take his passing angles away, then he'll go score. So you have to make a decision. When we played them last year, we decided that we were going to take all the passing away. If you keep Joker under six assists per game, like your win percentage goes through the roof. And if he gets above that, your win percentage plummets your your chances of you winning but also the actual numbers it's like night and day um it's like warriors versus at home versus warriors on the road it's like that drastic and so you have to choose one or the other and i was a little baffled that he started off the game i think at halftime like 17 points, seven assists, eight uh, – no, he had 10 rebounds in the first quarter. Maybe 12 rebounds or something, 13 rebounds. Um, you can't do that. And so because if he's getting assists and he's scoring, then that means all the other guys are getting off. And if all the other guys are getting off, how do you stop it? Jamar Murray had 30. KCP had 21. Um, uh, Bruce Brown – Got off. I think Bruce Brown may have had 20 points. Michael Porter Jr. Had, had a good game. And so, like, if you're allowing all of those guys to get off, plus Joker doing what he's doing, you're going to have a very tough time beating them. And so what the Lakers did and what I'd expect to see more of is they took AD off of Joker and they put AD on Aaron Gordon, who lives in a dunker. Uh, which is tough for your spacing if you're playing in a crowd like Joker actually plays in a crowd, lives in a dunker. And they put AD there. Well, what did that do? That allowed AD to stand at the rim, which we know if you haven't watched either of their two series before, first one um, being against the number two seed Grizzlies, and the second one being against... Yours truly, the Dubs. If you leave AD by the rim, that's a problem. If you allow him to stand at the rim, that is a problem. And so they made the adjustment of putting Rui and really Rui on Joker and putting AD on Aaron Gordon. And AD muddied up everything. It caused some turnovers, a couple turnovers, uh, where Joker was still trying to get the ball to, Joker was still trying to get the ball to Aaron Gordon in the dunker, but he didn't really have much space. Uh, You'd like to see him play in space a little bit more and actually just shoot over the top of Rui instead of trying to get so deep because of the deeper position you get, the closer you are to AD. The deeper position that Joker gets, he's just working his way right into AD. And then you're trying to throw like big to big passes in the paint AD's length is nearly impossible to get big to big passing around AD's length and then obviously uh he tried to get one over the top that caused the turnover and when Joker was successful offensively it's when he's catching the ball in the mid post then that allows him to move the defense it allows when AD was guarding him it allowed him to make AD move his feet um or AD has to give him a step and he can shoot his high archer. It was much better than him catching deep. When he caught deep post touches, like most of the time when you get two feet in the paint, especially Joker with his touch, when you catch the ball with two feet in the paint, NBA teams are taught swarm because guys going to score. This That is actually to Joker's detriment in this series because the deeper you are in the paint, the more AD can get his hand on, on either for a deflection or a block. You saw Joker a couple of times had AD in the paint, banged him and actually moved AD back, and AG, AD just put his arm up because there's not much room for Joker to get anything off, and, and it's not much room for any deception. Like, Joker against AD with AD's length, he has to be deceptive. And when you're that deep in the post, there's no room for any deception. So that's to AD's advantage, the deeper that Joker catches the pass. Joker, whenever he caught the ball, if you remember, whenever he caught it, like, off the block, he had the quick spin baseline on AD a couple times and actually got a bucket a couple times, a couple dunks. He got uh, AD to foul a couple times. So it's going to be much, and then if they switch to Rui, if he catches in the mid post, you negate AD if he's off the block because AD can't get to the, he, AD can't get to, the, to block the shot. He can't affect the shot at all unless he comes all the way over. And by the way, if he comes all the way over, now you can get the ball to Aaron Gordon in the dunker or they'll drop down to help and you can kick it out to shooters. They had guys shooting it well. Jamar Murray shot it well. KCP shot it well. Bruce Brown shot it well. Jeff Green shot it well. Michael Porter Jr. shot it well. So then you're kicking out to those shooters. So they must keep. Joker off the deep post. Keep him off the block. He has to play in space, either from the free throw line or mid-post area. Uh, in, the, in the words of Mike Brown, the Carl Malone area. And if he can play in that area, it, it allows them better space and it allows him to work more in space and use his advantage, whether it's the advantage he has on AD, which is his deceptiveness, or... If it's the advantage he has on Rui, which is not the deception, it's the size. So that will be very important. Um, Jamal Murray getting off. So it's going to be very important that, like, you can't have Joker and Jamal Murray getting off. When you do, they are tough. I expected to see more Jared Vanderbilt on Jamal Murray. I also expected to see. Jared Vanderbilt. And here's an adjustment you can watch for. Jared Vanderbilt guard Jamal Murray. Put who you may on Joker. AD on Aaron Gordon. See, there are times in the playoffs where you have to play guys off the floor. And if Aaron Gordon wants to live in a dunker, the Lakers should be able to use that to play Aaron Gordon off the floor because it's clogging everything up. I thought... Mike Malone could have made more adjustments in- game adjustments, one being there was a point where you kind of needed to get Aaron Gordon out the game. In should come Jeff Green. if in comes Jeff Green, now Jeff Green's hitting that corner three he may, he hit one or two of them tonight. um but jeff greens Jeff Green can shoot the corner three well enough to where you're comfortable throwing it to him and him taking it. And the defense has to react to it. Now, you can ultimately decide that we're going to live in, with, in Jeff, with Jeff Green beating us shooting that three, but we all know Jeff Green can make that three, and he can make that three very consistently. So I thought there was a point where Aaron Gordon may have needed to come out the game and Jeff Green needed to go in, and the they didn't make that adjustment. In turn, I thought that almost cost them the game because A.D. muddied the entire game up. But getting back to Jamal Murray and Jared Vanderbilt, if you put Jared Vanderbilt on Jamal Murray and say you have um, even Bron on Joker, and now you switch that pick and roll with A.D. at the rim, now you got action. Now you're keeping A.D. at the rim. You're keeping the body in front of Joker. You're keeping the body in front of Jamal Murray because they also will kill you in that pocket. Joker catches the ball in the pocket. His touch is crazy, and he's one of the best passers in the NBA. So it's lunch meat when he catches the ball in the pocket. With that defensive coverage, it takes that away. It allows you to better contain Jamal Murray. Maybe, yes, again, Joker's probably still going to get off, but it's okay because you're, you're containing Jamal Murray, and you're not allowing the, the kickout passes and all the other guys to get going. Another thing, another thing that really hurt uh, the Lakers, especially early in the game, was transition offense, their transition defense. Um, the Lakers' transition defense is not their strength, and Denver knows that. And Denver was pushing the pace, also taking advantage for those of you who have never played in the Mile High City, let me tell you, that altitude is real. You feel that. I'd expect the Lakers to be a little better as far as you saw the game went on. They started to get their lungs and catch their wind, but they'll be better with that come game two. But that altitude get you. It's a very real thing. All of a sudden, you get to looking for air, and it ain't there. It's thin. and all it's brutal trust me if you've never done it it's brutal so that's a real thing that is a competitive advantage for the Nuggets it was tonight it shouldn't be come game two but it was definitely a competitive advantage for them tonight Lakers should adjust to it now and being in Denver for four days or so come game two I think you know they'll be it but transition defense has still been not been one of their um, areas of success, I'll call them, um, and Denver, they pushed the pace and they convert at a very high rate, pushing the pace. I thought the Lakers did a better job of taking away the transition opportunities in the second half, in particular, the fourth quarter. Um, so that was that offensive rebounding was another issue for the Lakers. Um. Offensive rebounding usually becomes an issue when you are overhelping. I thought they overhelped on Joker a ton. And some of the overhelping was like you get caught in no man's land. Like you're not taking your guy away and you're not really affecting Joker. Like if you're going to go help, then just go double. Because if you just sit in between, he's picking that apart. Like that's what he does. So if you're going to go double, then go. And like try to make the passes tougher so that he just has to kick it out instead of actually making a play. But I thought they got caught in no man's land a lot. And getting caught in no man's land, like I said, Joker's gonna pick that apart. Another action that the Nuggets ran and got a lot of is called the Spinoulis action. Uh Spinoulis is a is a Greek national player who played for 20 years, Euro League, was drafted to the NBA. Um either by the Spurs or it's one of the Texas teams he was drafted by. Um, Maybe by the Spurs or Dallas ended up playing a year with Houston or something of that nature. But he's a Greek legend, and he was famous for this cut that you essentially come from under the rim, and you're cutting up the lane, and there's a big holding the ball, maybe at the free throw line, possibly a little higher, but right in the middle of the court. And you're coming from under the rim, so up the floor, and the big hands it off to you. Well, as you'd imagine, all the defense is down the floor. So once you hand off, coming out, you're open. Jamar Murray got some threes like that. KCP got a couple threes like that. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. got a couple threes like that. But they all, it also allowed them to get downhill. When they got downhill, now AD has to make a decision. I'm going to help with this guy coming downhill. Well, when, if you help, guess what that opens up again? Pocket to Joker. So they were really good with the Spanoulas action. There's different ways to get into it. Um, a couple times they back screen looked like Jamal Murray was setting the back screen for Aaron Gordon. If you don't react to that, Joker's obviously dumping the ball over the top for an Aaron Gordon dunk. And then there's a couple times where that guy is pinning down and he's coming off. And so it's a double pin down. Or you got to navigate the back screen and now he's coming off Joker. Like I said, they have multiple guys who got shots out of the Spanoulas action. If you make the adjustment where there's like a smaller guy guarding Joker, then you just switch that action out. And then you still keep everyone in front of Joker. You keep the entire offense in front of you. And you are able to make those guys score one-on-one. Not getting buckets off Joker's greatness, Joker's dominance. So those were some of the adjustments that I thought could have been made or, sh- or should could be made and could have been made. Um, and like I said, remember, you've seen us play guys off the floor in the playoffs. Like, you can play guys off. And, like, Aaron Gordon's a key guy. He has some offensive rebounds. He got size. He's the primary defender on LeBron James. Uh, is Jeff Gordon as good of a defender on LeBron as Aaron Gordon? Bron still had a big game. Nobody's shutting Brian down. That's not going to happen. But Aaron Gordon, his stature helps um especially at this point in Bron's career um his stature does help his size helps and like I said it also helped on the offensive boards um so 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 there you have that the Lakers I think the Lakers number 1 Bron if if you remember back to our series I spoke about Bron not predominantly being on the ball uh, playing off the ball more. If the Lakers want to win, Bron has to play on the ball. They want to win this series. Bron has to have the ball all the time, making all the plays, as you saw down the stretch. Um, you saw some of it in the first half, and the game was kind of close. And then they pulled away a bit when Bron went out the court, well, off the court. Bron has to dominate the tempo. He has to dominate the pace. He has to get the Lakers into everything. AD had a big game. He had 40 points, uh, 10 rebounds on 13 for 21. I also think AD is going to need to take more threes this series. Um, he has not taken many threes in these playoffs. I know everyone always talks, oh, he shouldn't be taking a three, and that is, advantage. that is an advantage for the other team. And by the way, if you're the other team, you have to live with that. But I think for AD's sake, uh, also for their team's sake, AD is a good shooter uh he's obviously had his struggles but ad can shoot the basketball i don't think anyone disagrees that ad can shoot the basketball and they're going to need ad to loose soften that defense up some, and take some threes they're also going to as you saw late austin reeves got going they're going to need more threes why are the lakers going to need more threes because denver has so much length you saw michael porter jr getting a couple blocks michael porter jr is not a great defender um Michael, but because they have great length, the paint is so clawed. Now he's able to catch up. He got a couple review challenge blocks. Some of the interior passing they was trying is tough. KCP, their guard, has great length. Michael Porter Jr., 6'10. Aaron Gordon, great length. Joker, great length. Jeff Green, great length. Bruce Brown, 6'4. 6'10", some crazy wingspan, great length. Christian Braun, all over the place. Plays bigger than what he is. Also, great size. So, the interior stuff gets tougher and tougher. So, I think they're going to have, they're, like, they're going to need some three-point shooting. I would not be shocked if Darvin Ham goes to Malik Beasley and see if he can get something out of Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley hasn't played much during these playoffs um will he will he at some point probably at home more so than on the road because he's more likely to get going at home than on the road so maybe that's a game three thing but they're going to need more three-point attempts just because of the, the length of the denver, of the denver nuggets now where Braun who can manipulate a game, can manipulate Denver's defense some, is getting Michael Porter Jr. as the low man. What's the low man? The low man is the last guy on defense, the guy who's rotating over. That's called the low man, weak side low man. So say, for instance, if the ball is on the right side of the floor and Michael Porter Jr. man is in the left corner, then that would make Michael Porter Jr. pull over and be the low man. They can have some success with Michael Porter Jr. as the low man. Um, He's not very comfortable guarding in the paint, sometimes misses defensive assignments, and will fall asleep on the weak side action, more likely to fall asleep than if you have a Bruce Brown as the low man or a Christian Braun or KCP, uh, Aaron Gordon. Michael Porter Jr. is more likely to fall asleep as the low man. And bringing Michael Porter Jr. into actions, because he's less of a defender, if you do that, their whole defense just loads up. And they're so accustomed to everyone bringing him into action that they actually know how to guard that. So you need to put him in more uncomfortable situations and making him be the rotation guy, making him be the guy on a single side tag and different things like that. Those are the things that's how you can exploit him defensively. And if if you can't exploit him defensively and get him off the court a little more, that's less shooting that they have because he shoots the lights out of the ball. That can help your defense. So, that is also something that I think the Lakers can do. They need LeBron to be dominant on the ball. It's not necessarily that he's scoring, but they need him making every play. They need to manipulate and get Michael Porter Jr. in help situations. That's how you can exploit his defense. That's how you can take advantage of it. That's how you get less minutes from him. That is how you ought to when, when you when you start talking about the chess match, right? Like you talk, you always hear people talking about the chess match. That is a chess match move. Um, I also think I I saw a little bit of um Darv and Ham going back to AD whenever Joker's in the game, making sure AD's on the game. I would not be afraid to take advantage of some of those non-Joker minutes with AD on the floor. Um, I think you can create some separation in doing that. So I do understand why he is on the floor, you know, why you want him on the floor when Joker's there, but in saying that, I think you want to take advantage of um some of those non-joker minutes with AD on the floor. I also expected to see more offense defense subs. Um f- especially from Mike Malone, uh down the stretch in particular. Coach Malone. Um they were taking advantage of Jamal Murray. They were putting him in every screen and roll and they were dominating. And there were a couple times where he could have taken Jamal Murray out and maybe went Bruce Brown, uh maybe went Jeff Green. Um, I would go Bruce Brown, and they just left Jamar Murray in. In turn, he ended up with five fouls, foul trouble. That'll be something to watch for. Immediately from the gate, they're going to bring Jamar Murray into pick and rolls. Now, Jamar Murray said after game one of Phoenix, "Are y'all gonna take me serious? Like, at what point do I have to stop proving myself?" And quite frankly, never. Uh, You always have to prove yourself because that's just a the game we play, and it's what have you done for me lately. And then he struggled for most of that series. So we're going to have to see Jamal Murray put together another game or two or three in this series. Um, starting with game two, they're going to need another big game from Jamar Murray. But another way to slow that is to bring him into actions the way they did late in that game. Now all of a sudden you wear on them legs a bit. Now all of a sudden you're making him guard and he's not just playing one side of the floor. That is something that I would expect from the Lakers. And I'd expect, um, you know, maybe they'll go into a show. Maybe they'll uh, go Jamal Murray on Dennis Schroeder. And so where you don't have Austin Reeves popping and making the shot. Uh, they also can go if he pops and they go into a full rotation. That would be the next man in line rotating over. Uh, when I say the next man in line, say if LeBron James runs a pick and roll. Uh, Austin Reeves sets the screen on Aaron Gordon. Austin Reeve pops. Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray is now in action. If Bron throws that ball to Aaron, Austin Reeves, say Dennis Schroeder is on the other wing. A full rotation would be Dennis Schroeder, man, taking. Austin Reeves. Then say there's a guy in the corner, Rui Hachimera. Rui Hachimera's man will now rotate to, who was the guy? Dennis Schroeder. Jamar Murray would then sprint all the way out weak side to get to Rui in the corner. That would be a full rotation. You can do some of that. But the Austin Reeves, LeBron pick and roll really hurt them late. Then you also may say we're going to live with Austin Reeves hitting that shot because. Three-point game, and they needed it, and he missed it. So you can't depend on that. But it's dicey um, because Austin Reeves' threes actually was a big factor in them getting back in that game. So you can say, all right, we're going to make Schroeder hit it. We'll show with Schroeder. But what's not the answer is just switching it because he's going to get in foul trouble much sooner. They're going to work th- work on those legs, and. As they con- he continues to take those bumps, those legs go away. So we'll see where they go there. Another big thing in the game and end up being costly, Jokers 3 at the buzzer, Jamal Murray's 3 at the shot clock buzzer. Those were five points at a time in the game that were very critical where the Lakers were making a push, and those were just like, ah, oh, it's like if a guy's making – you know, if, if you're in boxing and the guy's making a run, all of a sudden they get hit with, like, a tough body shot to slow them down a bit. And those were just, like, tough body shots for the Lakers. And ultimately what ended up being a six-point game, that was five points. That very unlikely five points you play great defense and they hit tough shots. Guys to give them credit on that can't overreact to that. Um, but I definitely thought the Lakers found some things. Uh to be able to exploit this team a little uh this Denver Nuggets team a little bit more um we'll see how the adjustments go we'll see what adjustments they decide to make but one i definitely expect is ad on Aaron Gordon Aaron Gordon you cannot just live in a dunker another thing that the nuggets will be able to do with that is possibly run Aaron Gordon into some screens pull A.D. away, you got Aaron Gordon rolling, he can finish. But can he make the play out of that consistently? I personally, if I'm the Lakers, I'm going to live with Aaron Gordon making the play and not Joker. Like we know Joker can make the play. So you got to live with Aaron Gordon make the play. And Can he beat you and can he make the right decision enough if you're the Lakers? I don't know. We shall see. And I think that is all of my adjustments or things on the Laker game. There's no distance too
0: far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner.
1: As you all know, Coach Pop is my guy. We want to go medal together. Got nothing but love for Coach Pop. And then also know that Victor uh, Wimbyama is going to have an incredible coach that's going to teach him the NBA game, that's going to require him. He's going to one of the best developmental s- staffs in the league. Although, Coach Pop knows this, I would think, and everybody should know, losing Chip England, um, which was a year ago. It's a tough thing. Chip is great. My guy, Chipper. But the best developmental staff over years um, in the NBA, one of, I would say. Um, You know he's going to have a seriousness about him. You know he's going to be taught how to be a great pro. He's going to be taught how to read the game. I think it's absolutely incredible. And we also know Coach Pop's history with number one picks. Big man, that's number one picks to be exact. Uh, The last one being Tim Duncan, who we arguably top five player in NBA history. So, um, I was happy to see that for Coach Pop. Um, Watch out for that. Congratulations, Coach Pop. Congrats to the Spurs on taking the number one pick. There has been a lot of talk on is Wimby uh, the best prospect since LeBron? I've saw some people say he's the best prospect ever. Um, Is he the best prospect since LeBron? I think we'd all agree. Um, is he the best prospect ever? Of course, everyone's going to say that now, but let's not forget how big of a prospect LeBron James was. LeBron James was a phenom from 15 years old. LeBron James was the number one pick as a 15-year-old. I can't quite say Victor Wembanyama was number one pick as a fifteen-year-old. So, although we like to move on fast to the next thing, I'm just not going off no going off the rail and saying he's a better prospect than LeBron. However, he is probably definitely the best prospect since LeBron, and probably the second best prospect ever because LeBron's probably number one. Also. We tend to forget what type of prospect LeBron was because he did the unthinkable. What we thought of him as a, as a prospect, he actually outlived and outdid what we thought of him as a prospect. So it's very easy now in today's day and age to say, oh, he's a better prospect than LeBron because you forget how big of a prospect LeBron was because of how much he's done. But LeBron was a huge, crazy prospect. So. That's that. Um, Jackson asked me how many players would would not be traded or would, yeah, would not be traded for Wimby in the NBA. I'm not sure how many, but there's definitely a few. LeBron wouldn't be. Steph wouldn't be. Can't say. I don't think Luka would be. Joker wouldn't be. Uh, I think there's a few more names out there, but, Maybe 480, how many players is NBA now? Used to be 450, now you got two-way spots. So let's just say for the sake of standard roster spots, 450 spots, 435, 440 would be, which is saying a lot, saying a whole lot. Um, Wishing him the best. Congratulations, kid, you've been drafted to the San Antonio Spurs. Absolutely incredible, going to a great franchise. Um, good luck. In other news, uh, Coach Kerr, and you probably just saw me speak about this on Stephen A's World, so I'll be pretty brief here, um, but Coach Kerr said in his interview, if Draymond's not back, we are not a championship team. He's that important to winning and who we are. Uh, I definitely agree with that statement, and then he also spoke on the Jordan Poole thing, and I also agree with that statement. I was happy that he spoke on that. Um, if you want my answer, you can go check it out. Like I said, I'm not going to do the do the same thing here. Um, you can go check it out. It was a very in-depth answer of my thoughts. Um, quick synopsis was that, yes, I do agree we'd still be playing if that thing didn't happen. I gave reasoning for why I agree with that. Um, and I was very appreciative of Coach Kerr speaking on that because I'm just not one to hire – From anything but in saying that if coach Curtin ever speaks on that it's also hard for that to ever come out because i'm not going to be like i don't want to be the guy who's like well, this 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 and this on a situation that's wrong i don't feel that that's right and so it allowed me to speak on it it allowed me to now move on from it like really move on from it like you put it behind you during the season and you try to build things and move on but now it allows to really like move on and like there's still work to be done right like Jordan's still my teammate like I still have some repairing to do like in, in attempts to repair uh ultimately you know being up to him and what he's open to but it's on me as a leader um it's on me as teammate to continue to try to make that right and his feelings are his feelings I saw his comment where he said listen it's basketball I agree it was business it was basketball and it's always going to be that because at the end of the day we're our teammates like As long as we're teammates, it has to be that. But it is my job uh, to try to better that. And, like, let's face it, like, if the video never comes out, is it here? I don't think so, right? Like, so I think that was a huge, huge thing, Um, one that made it really hard for him to move on from. Will he ever be able to move on from it? I don't know, but it is on me to try to make that happen. But I'm happy to, like, be putting that behind as far as this goes. Like, and like moving forward and working to do the things that we need to do to win a championship again next year. That is my focus. That is my goal. Happy to be done with that. Uh, before we get out of here, um, John Morant. I saw Adam Silver speaking. Adam Silver looked crushed. He sounded crushed. Um, I know he is crushed. Um. Because Adam, like, Adam is a player's commissioner. Like, have been since day one. And so a part of him, like, I'm sure it's just crushed. Like, because he's like, come on, man. Like, like he said, they had a long conversation. And it's just, I thought we were, like, past this. And we spoke about it. And and so now it puts Adam in tough, and Joe Dumars, puts them in such a tough spot. Like what's the punishment going to be now? And, like, you have time. Like, Ja don't have a game coming up. You have time to make that decision, but it is going to be a substantial one. It is going, It is going to be one that affects the Memphis Grizzlies season. It is, like, I'm not, again, I've had my mistakes. Like, obviously not that, but I've had my mistakes. I'm not one to come on here and, Condemn and you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. Uh, I don't condone what Ja has done, um, <clears throat> but what I will say is, I saw a couple of people screaming like, "Lock him up, lock him up!" Like it's actually not illegal to have a gun a lot of places in America. So to just start screaming, "Lock him up!" like you all actually don't know if he broke a law like you actually like you don't know if he had a license you don't know if the gun was licensed to him um you don't know like most people probably don't know whether it's an open carry state or not in and um tennessee you don't know where he was and if it's an op- if he was in florida and it's an open carry state like you don't know none of those things so the whole, like, lock him up, he's a thug stuff. Like, let's stop. Let's stop it. Now, was he wrong? Absolutely. You can't, like, stay off. I, I just don't understand, like, like why they're on Instagram Live so much. Like, like I just don't get it. Like, by the way... Once you were in trouble the first time on Instagram Live, you guys probably should stay away from Instagram Live. Like, it hasn't proven to be beneficial at all. And so, everyone's saying it's irresponsible. Of course it's irresponsible. Like, you have a following. And you're trying to build a business. Like, a substantial sneaker business. Kids drive sneaker sales. Kids' parents buy shoes. And those children's parents aren't impressed with what they're seeing. So it's like, stop it. Or don't build a business. It's unfortunate. That this keeps happening um, it's unfortunate because it's giving off, like, this gangster um, type vibe. Like, it's giving that, and like I said the last time, I'm not going to come up here and say... Ja, you not gangster, or you not this? Because I don't know him well enough to know what he is. I don't know what he does in his spare time, neither do you. Like I don't know what he is. So I'm, and also I'm not a gangster. So it's also like I, I'm not a gangster. I'm a basketball player, so I can't speak on like who's a gangster and who isn't because I'm not. So how can I speak on that? Which oftentimes I tell you people, you don't know basketball like we know basketball, so you probably shouldn't speak on that. It's not my space to speak on whether Jai's a gangster or not. I'm not. I don't know what, like, would qualify him or not because I'm not. I don't make those rules. I don't live by them. That's not my space, so it's not my place to speak on that. But, like, at some point, though, you just can't keep doing that. And a lot of gangsters I do know aren't flashing guns on Instagram. Make of it what you may. Um it's unfortunate. I hope he figures it out. Uh I don't think he's gonna stop carrying guns, so I hope I hope I, I like if that's his thing, that's his thing. Like again, it's not my place to whatever, if that's his thing, that's his thing. I he probably won't stop. But stop showing him. Like. At some point, you gotta stop showing them. Like that, it's actually getting you in trouble. It's actually getting to a space to where, if it continues, could possibly cost you in a career. And like, way too talented, way too special for that. So like, some point you gotta stop showing them. I don't know. We'll see. I wish them well. That's a wrap from this episode of the Draymond Green Show. I'll ask y'all later. Peace. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world.
0: We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets